0: Welcome to Awaken to Grace. I'm Chad Roberts, and I'm so glad you're joining me today because I have a guest that I am excited to share with you. This is my good friend, Matthew Browder. He and his family are a tremendous gospel group called the Browders. And before we get to Matthew's sermon, that is called Spectrum. And I know that you will enjoy this powerful sermon by Matthew. I first want you to hear what is my favorite song of the Browders called You're Not In This Alone. Matthew and his lovely wife Sonia wrote this song. And when he played it for me for the first time before it was released, I knew that it had a touch of heaven all over it it ministered so deeply to me and i know it's going to minister to you so i want you to enjoy the browders their great song you're not in this alone and then my friend matthew preaching this great sermon called spectrum on this broadcast of awakened to grace
1: I'm excited about what God has for us this year. I'm excited about the things that He's got in store for those that love Him and seek Him and trust Him. How many really trust the Lord this morning? And how many knows that the plans that He has for us, they are of good and not of evil, and to prosper us and give us an expected end. Somebody give Him a hand clap of praise. Some of you, the enemy told you you wouldn't make it to another year. Some of you didn't know how you was going to get here, but you're here, and you're called for such a time as this, and you have purpose, and I, I have a fresh word that I want to share. This started unfolding on our Christmas tour that we were have been on and went so phenomenal this year that we was in a church in, in Georgia. There was a 73-year-old man that gave his heart to the Lord, had been an alcoholic, and gave his heart to the Lord, and it was the pastor's father-in-law. And uh, he, he came to an altar. He said 20 years that he had known this man. He had never known of him coming to an altar, a prayer. But he told us when he came up to pray that if he was to die, he would go to hell. But when he got done praying and tears was streaming down his face, coming from his eyes. He said if he was to die, he would go to heaven, that God forgave him of his sins and saved him. Aren't you glad that we still serve a God who's in the saving business? He's in the miracle working business. He's in the creating business. There's nothing too hard for our God. And I've got a fresh word that I want to try to convey the best way I can. And as much as we study and pray, we cannot do it unless the Holy Ghost empowers us to preach and teach his word. We can spend hours in study, we can spend hours in prayer, but unless God anoints it and touches it, it will not come across. But how many knows that his word will not return void? God, I pray, Lord, that you would help me preach and teach and the power. A demonstration of the Holy Ghost this morning. God, this little preacher would step aside. And God, we just humble ourselves under your mighty hand. That you may exalt us in due time. And God, that this word would be a challenge to those that would listen. But it would be encouragement also to those who would listen. God, it would change our lives for your glory. Bind anything that would hinder in the name of Jesus Christ, we give you praise. Can the church say it? Amen. So I got a fresh word on this tour, and it's it's got to do with, with spectrum. Spectrum. And somebody said, well, man, what does that mean? Well, if I can explain it, it would be like from one end to the other. It would be from like, it would be from January to December. It would be up or down. It would be left to right. And the title of the message would be I didn't know exactly what I was going to title it. I wasn't really set on a title until I heard the praise and worship team singing, How Great Are You, Lord? How Great is our God? There is no one any greater than Him. And our minds cannot even really fathom or comprehend the greatness of. Of how God is. That's why that we have to receive it by faith. Because some things in the natural mind. and the word of God. Does not even really make sense. And it's like if we try to think on it long. It's just so big. He's so big that we cannot comprehend how big that he is. But if I can for just a few moments. I want to try to convey to you through the scripture, looking at spectrum in the scripture of how big God really is from Genesis to Revelation. The Bible said, if you have your Bibles in the book of Psalms, the Bible said in Psalms chapter 90 and verse number 2, before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. The spectrum everlasting to everlasting. Can we even really comprehend that? That there's never been a time that he was not a timeless God. Never been a time that he was not, there'll never be a time that he will not be. He was and is and is to come. The spectrum of time, according to Scripture, He's always been from everlasting to everlasting. That's why that time does not constrain Him. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Pastor was talking about God's time. The reason why that God does not get Disrupted or worried or are concerned with time like we do because he is a timeless God. Everlasting to everlasting. Alpha and omega. The beginning And the end. He's the first, but yet he is the last. Can we even comprehend that in our minds? The only way that we can really get it is by faith. I don't know how he is it all and how he does it all and how he is all that he is. But I believe the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. That he is who he says he is. And because he is who he is, he does what he does. A steering wheel in a car steers because It's a steering wheel. It's what it does. The church shines the light in a dark world. Why? Because we are the church. It's who we are. And because it's who we are and whose we are, it's what we do. It's part of the church's characteristics. We shine the light. And God does what he does because he's God. He does what he does because of who he is. Look with me at John chapter 3 and and verse number 15. John chapter 3 verse 15. Time is no problem for God but connecting with people and relating to people is no problem to God. John chapter 3 verse 15 that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. I'm just setting up the message this morning the introduction and we're going to get into it. So Time is no problem for God and connecting with people is no problem for God because He came for a whosoever will. He didn't just come for the black and the red and the white and the yellow and the purple-hired and the green-hired and the no-hired and the fat and the ugly and the skinny and the pretty and all that stuff. The rich, the poor. He came for whosoever will. That whosoever will is you, and that whosoever will is me. Somebody turn to John chapter 12, verse 46. How great are you, Lord? How great are you, God? John chapter 12, verse number 46. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me. There's that whosoever again. Somebody say whosoever. Whosoever. Say that whosoever is me. Should not abide in darkness. And then the Bible said that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So we we see the spectrum according to Scripture. We see that we have a choice. We can choose Him today or we can reject Him today. And I want to go into how, how great our God really is. There's never been one that has walked the face of the earth That is a great phenomenon like Jesus Christ, like our God, like our Lord and Savior. No one will ever compare to him. No one can ever relate to mankind, to humanity the way that he did and the way that he still does. There is no one like him, no one beside him, no one that can compare to him, and no one that can do all that he has done. Now, he said, greater works are you going to do because I'm going back to the Father in heaven, and he sat down at God's right hand, and we know that we can do greater works because he's not just one place at one time, but he's everyone, he's everywhere through people At He's everywhere at one time because He lives in us, so He's able to do even more and chooses to use whosoever. A God that has always been and always will be the first, the last. Alpha, omega, the beginning and the end. A God that was in a realm that was timeless. There was no time, but he exited that realm that was timeless into a realm of time. But yet he is the fulfillment of time. He exited that world into this world through a little virgin girl in Bethlehem so that he could come and show God to the world. And he was born in Bethlehem. He was born a lowly birth. He was was poor, but yet he was rich. The Bible said that He became poor so we could become rich in Him. He was born a lowly birth, but yet He was rich. He owned it all. Is that not a lot for our minds to comprehend? Somebody talk about how poor Jesus was. I've never seen somebody poor that was brought gold, frankincense, and mirth like they brought Him. When he was the age of two years old, they showed up to honor him and worship him. The wise men did and brought him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. He owned it all. It was all at his fingertips if he needed it there at that time. But he had to become humanity so that he could not only sympathize with humanity, but so that he could empathize with humanity. Because he didn't just come and die for the poor, but he came and died for the rich too. He didn't just come and die for the pauper, but he came and died for the king too. Whosoever will. And he was received, but he was rejected. He was rejected, but he was received. What are you talking about? He was unwanted, but he was wanted. One spectrum to the other, from one end to the other. He came unto his own, but his own received him not, But those that did receive him, he gave them power to become the sons and daughters of God. And then we look at a God that's timeless. The Bible said, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made manifested in the flesh. In the beginning, Jesus was there in the beginning. And now he's come to planet Earth as the Lamb of God, the sacrifice of the world, the sacrifice for all of mankind, for whosoever will. The Lamb of God, but yet the line of the tribe of Judah. I'm talking about spectrum, according to Scripture, one end to the other, as meek and humble as a lamb, but as courageous and fierce as a lion. I don't know about you, but that's somebody that I want on my side. That's somebody I want to follow. That's somebody I want to walk with. That's somebody I want to communicate with. And that's somebody I want to walk with me. The lamb, but the lion. Poor, but yet rich. The first, but the last. The Alpha and Omega, everlasting to everlasting. He was man, but yet. He was man, but yet God. He was man enough that he was tired and weary, so he sat down at Jacob's well because he was weary from the journey, and he sat down, and there was a Samaritan woman that came by. He was man enough, To be sitting there when she came by the well. But he was God enough to put in her a well. Springing up to everlasting life. He was man enough to sleep in a boat when a storm came through one night. But he was God enough to step out on the bow of that boat and say peace be still. I'm talking about spectrum according to Scripture, one end to the other. What a God that we serve. And we think at times that God don't know what we're going through. And the devil says, God ain't gonna help you now. You've done gone too far. You've messed up too bad. You failed God too much. You blew it now. But, oh, when you start looking in the scripture of who he really is, you know that you've not gone too far, that there's still a God in heaven that knows your address. There's still a God in heaven that knows where you're at. There's a God in heaven that knows what you've been through. There's a God in heaven that knows every hair on your head, and he don't have to count many on mine now. Isn't it awesome, though, when we think about who he is? The Bible calls him the good shepherd. But yet, he's the king of kings and lord of lords. A shepherd that will take care of their sheep. A shepherd that will take that lowly job of of feeding sheep and, and cleaning sheep and leading the stubborn sheep. Like myself. But yet. He would be that. So that he can relate. To me. He would be that. So he can relate to you. Lead us. Guide us. In all paths of truth. And righteousness. For his namesake. But yet he's the king of kings and Lord of lords. He's never lost a battle. Even battles that the devil thought that he was losing. And even the battles in your own life that the devil said you're losing now. God was really just setting you up for a comeback. So that the comeback would be even more glorious than the downfall. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Woo, you're going to have to help me preach this morning. And I think about how great that he really is. A man that knew no sin. But he knew no sin, but he became sin. Woo. So that we. Whosoever will could become the righteousness of God. Aren't you glad when God looks at us? He don't look at us all in our mistakes and our mess-ups, our screw-ups, our hang-ups, and our hiccups. But when he looks at us, he sees the righteousness of one that is great in us. He that's in us that's greater in the world. He sees a light in us that's greater than the darkness around us. And it's Jesus Christ because we put on a robe of his righteousness. And we are royalty today. We are kings and priests because of who he has made us and he has made us who we are because of who he is. He that knew no sin became sin so that we could be made the righteousness of God. And watch this. He said, I'm not only able to lay down my life. He said, I'm able to take it back up again. Did you know anybody like that? Why wouldn't we trust him? Why wouldn't we know that anything that we would ever go through in this life, Now, I'm telling you, man, I've been through some stuff at times. It's just like, oh, my goodness. What are we going to do now? It looks bad. It looks dim. But then you start thinking, Sister Theresa, about who he is and that he really does care and that he don't only sympathize but he empathizes because God became man. And he can relate to us like nobody else. Because he once was a man. But yet he was God. And when they beat him on the cross, he felt the pain. He was weak. But yet, even in his weakness, he was strong. Beaten beyond recognition. Marred more than any man. The world's greatest tragedy known to mankind. As the bloody lamb of God hung on a cross between two thieves. And that one thief, the whosoever, he looked at him. He said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He said, "This day, shall you be with me in paradise? I'm talking about a timeless God who's for a whosoever will." But we've got a choice today. Are we going to choose him? Are we going to reject him? And that's the spectrum too. That's the spectrum according to scripture. we got a choice. We can choose life or we can choose death. We can choose blessing or we can choose cursing. Hey, the same God that stood at the fig tree and cursed it and it died and dried up, he was the same one that stood at his friend's tomb, Lazarus, and said, Lazarus, come forth. The same God. God that speaks death is the same God that can speak light. The same God that made light, he's the same God that created darkness. The same God that made good, he's the one that made evil. The Bible said, yeah, he made all things for himself. I don't understand it all, but I've just got to take it and receive it by faith that he does what he does because of who he is and what he says will come to pass. And you can trust in a God like that. Amen. 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 Able to lay down his life, but able to take it back up again. The greatest tragedy, but they took his bloody body off of that cross and they placed him in a borrowed tomb because he only needed it for three days. Because the same God that was willing to lay down his life, he was the same one that had the power to raise it back up again. (laughs) And then they come out to the tomb on the third morning Wondering who's going to roll away the stone. The ladies as Pastor Chad had preached, and taught. They were coming. They were conversating on the way to the tomb. Wonder who's going to roll away the stone, you know. And they get there. It's already rolled away. I just got something in my spirit right there. There's stones in your own life. The enemy says sometimes, how's that going to get moved? How's that, obstacle going to get, how's that obstacle going to get moved in your life? There's a God that still has power to roll away the stones in our life. And I'm talking about things that we have no choice over. There, there's stones that get in the way in our own lives that we have a choice and we need to remove them. We need to lay some things down. But there's things that get in the way we don't know what we're going to do. I just got a praise report the other day. I want to share this with you. Is all right if I share something with you real quick? So we was on our way to Louisiana. For some time, I've been saying, man, it's time to step up in buses. This bus is, this bus is getting wire and tire on it, on the inside, on the outside. You know, we, we travel, We've been doing it for over 32 years. And, and, and how many knows that when you drive a vehicle off the, the parking lot, it already depreciates some value? So we had it for some time and these buses are not cheap to keep on the road. We gave 145000 for it. Man, we felt like kings when we got in that thing. But I'm telling you, we put some wire and tire on it and it was showing. And I said, it's getting miles on it. And I said, we gotta it's about time to step up in another bus. But we was on our way to Louisiana and there was a tire leak that we had and David had already checked on it and thought it was fine. And But apparently it wasn't, but God had a big plan in in store. And so we were on our way to Louisiana. We hadn't really got out of Kingsport yet. And the tire went flat. And we were on our way to get that thing fixed locally. And the tire came off the bus. So David got it pulled over to the side there in between the oncoming ramp. And the highway, and we was in between, and traffic buzzing by and didn't know exactly what was going to do. And God allowed David to get that bus pulled over, even with the the tire off of it, you know, just the bare rim. God's really gifted my brother to drive, and that's just one of the many gifts that God has blessed him with. And so the tire place was coming out. They finally got a jack under the bus jacked it up, and the jack slipped. And that jack jacked up our bus. It messed up the frame. It messed up the floor. I mean, it done damage to that bus. And that old enemy, look at all that money y'all put in that bus. What are you going to do now? And even when I took it to Nashville to get an estimate on it, the man looks at it, not even going to give me an estimate. I drove it. We, David and I went to Nashville, around Nashville, to try to get an estimate on, on, about the insurance. And then he gives me the bad news that the insurance probably is not even going to cover it. Because there's rust underneath. Well, I was like, but we didn't have this problem. Before, he said, yeah, it's just revealing what was already there. But I, didn't, I, did not, I was determined not to take that answer. And he didn't even give us an estimate. We drove all the way. I guess it was past Nashville, wasn't it, David? And what are you going to do now? Well, we got a friend that has worked on her bus over in North Carolina. He got us an estimate, got to the insurance. Now, even even the condition the bus was in, remember, we paid $145,000 for that thing. And the condition the bus was in, even... Three years ago, if we'd have got 130 out of it, I'd been happy. But the insurance is writing us a check for $165,000. I'm talking about a God that cares, a God that knows what you're going through, and a God that will set you up even when it don't look good. How many knows all things are not good, but they work out for the good? All things are not good, but they work. You hold on, honey. You hold on, sir. You hold on, child of God. It may not look good right now, but on the end, other end of the spectrum, it may not be good, but all things work together for the good. Somebody give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Here's the other thing, people that know about buses. The time to buy a bus is in January. Because you're going to get the best deal, typically. Because people are coming off the road. The time to sell a bus, if you want more premium price out of a bus, is in like the spring, the summer, the fall. But guess what? We got premium price out of our bus at a time when you're supposed to be buying a bus. And we're going to get to buy a bus because they're paying us premium. We're going to be able to get, really, the bang for the buck. What if that would have happened in the summer? What if it would happen? See, God knows it's timing. That's it. Because we serve a timeless God. He's not bound by time, church. He's not sitting in heaven right now. And understand this. He's so big that heaven can't contain him. He's so big that earth can't contain him. I'm about to blow your mind. Listen to this. The Bible said the heavens is his throne and the earth is his footstool. But watch this. He can live inside of me. He can live inside of you. That's right. He can live inside of you. A God so big that heaven can't contain him and earth cannot contain him. But yet, he can live inside of us. Because the Bible calls us the temple of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is one just like him. It's him in spirit. Living in you and living in me. We see him from Genesis to Revelation. One day, he's going to come back. We see him in Genesis where he was there in the creation when the world was being created, the heavens being created. But then in, in, in Revelation, we see him when there's a new heaven and a new earth created and we're going to be with him. Why? Because that tragedy that looked, it, it was the greatest Most horrific tragedy ever known to mankind. But yet, the most glorious triumph known to mankind. When he arose from the grave. When they came out the third morning and found that the stone was rolled away and Jesus was not there. And he said, they said, this same Jesus you see going away. He's going to come again in like manner. And you know what? You're talking about spectrum. He speaks in a still, small voice. But hey, when he comes back and the trump of God sounds, he's coming back with a shout so loud it's going to wake up the dead and we're going to reign with him forever. So, so if you look at a compass from, from north to south to east to west, he covers it all. He covers it. If we was looking at it spiritually, if we was even looking at it on a time frame, he covers it. He's it. He's awesome. There's no one like him. He even took our sins, and what did he do? He cast them as far as it is from the east to the middle of the east. No. Spectrum from the east to the west and thrown in a sea of forgetfulness never to be brought up again. What a God. The same one that came from heaven but he went to the heart of the earth. The same one that knows what it's like to sit on the throne but yet go down to hell. Defeat the enemy. The same one that created heaven, but also created hell. But hell, eternal damnation, was not created for you, was not created for me. But it was made for the devil and his angels. But people are going there because, according to Spectrum, looking into the scripture, they reject Christ. So you can receive God today, you can reject him. Have you enjoyed the word? Give God a hand clap of praise if you have. Everybody stand right now. I don't know what it is that you're dealing with. What it is you're going into this new year carrying. What it is that you're facing. What it is that's just haunting you. Maybe the past is just haunting you. And you just have a hard time getting past your past. Maybe. Maybe you have a hard time dealing with those choices that you've made time and time again that you just wished that you'd made a different choice. You know what? Today... You can choose life. Today, you can choose blessing. You don't have to be cursed. You can choose blessing today. You may say, well, you don't understand what I've done, how bad I've been. I'm telling you that there's a timeless God that sees everything. Everything from the start, the author and the finisher of our faith. He sees it all. He sees you today. And I hope that you see Him in even a greater way than you ever have before. Because He's a great God. And I don't know anybody like Him. There will never be anybody like Him. That's why I can trust Him. That's why you can trust Him. He knows evil and He knows good. He knows your uprising. He knows your downfalls. He knows how to fix it. Hey, He even knows how to make it brand new. He knows how to fix me and He knows how to fix you, but He can even make us brand new. Let's follow him this year like we never have before.